The Chattanooga Drive-In Show is presented by Quality Tire Pros on Cherokee Boulevard, the highest quality tires for all makes and models of vehicles, and the best service in town. The Chattanooga Drive-In Show concept that was just floating around out there, waiting for somebody to grab onto it, and we did. We did. We being Jeff Stiles, Jim Lambert, Brian Stone, Russell Stroud, the cast and crew of the daily entertaining, informative, chat-centric podcast designed and produced with the goal of replacing morning drive radio broadcasts and TV shows in this area. Why waste three hours, four hours of your day waiting for news to cycle around? That's exactly what it does, too. Same <laughs> stories every 15, 20 minutes. We will give you more news in a more entertaining fashion than any of these aforementioned shows if you just give us a little bit of time. Thank you very much to Quality Tire Pros, our presenting sponsors. We love them. We'll just love them, love them, love them, like them, like them, like them. Just over there, Checky. Of course, full service auto repair and whatever they need to you, you need to have done place you need you need to have your your the air in your tires replaced they can do it and that needs to happen about once a quarter oh yes you might not know that to put air in your tires yeah no no to have the tire the air replaced because the air gets old yeah right it gets tired it okay. does yeah ask the pros and while you're there tell them you need some wind, windshield wiper fluid <laughs> exactly windshield wiper fluid you do need windshield wiper fluid and you your blinker you're, fluid you're going blinker on a snipe fl- hunt you're going on a snipe hunt uh, it's exceptionally warm in here today, so if we have a glaze upon us, it's it's the, the it is a gleam from from sweat. It was about seventy four degrees when I came in here this day. Yeah. I have no idea who got in charge. You must have come in and snuck in in the thermostat. No, I I don't even know where that is. Well, all right, that's what you say. It was nice and brisk outside, and I walk in, and it's like walking into a sauna. Absolutely. All right. Uh, since the last time you you heard from us, and it's been over a week, a lot has happened. So yeah. uh, let me go ahead and just and just say. Since we spoke last, let me just go ahead and do that, you know, right now. Take an asterisk and, and put it up there. Since we spoke last, which was quite some time ago, uh, we'll, we'll try to catch up as best we can. I don't want to spend a lot of time on old, old news, but some things were just too worthwhile to not mention on this, on this podcast. And we appreciate everybody who asked about where we were just like you know are you sick are you are you missing they they obviously didn't hear us saying we're going to be gone for a week we're taking spring break off they clearly don't listen very often if they had to ask <laughs> gonna yeah. say. it's that question of, hey you still doing the podcast yeah. shut up <laughs> <laughs> that is that's like it is it is an unfortunate question to hear and i actually heard it quite a bit this people weekend. don't realize it's a little rude what do you what do it's you, a little just a touch what are you doing these days well, damn man do you have to, I'm, I'm busting my <laughs> asked to be relevant and you're not helping me out at all here all right very quick um uh the week off checkup you went out of town yeah. what did you head to i went to pittsburgh pittsburgh oh my god pittsburgh you were yeah. up there during an interesting time uh yeah uh, two, actually <laughs> two not one but two 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 mass shootings yeah which i did not know about until i came back are you serious yeah i had no idea oh my gosh well uh we'll touch on those a little bit later you i made to... a policy of not reading the news while i was gone both of those gang related uh, yeah. As as though that makes a difference, as though it, it makes a difference if you're on the receiving end of somebody's firearm and, and you're it's, not supposed to be there. It's sort of an excuse, I think, for people to be like, oh, well, thank goodness it was gang-related and not a regular normal shooting. Yeah. Now, Brian, of course, all celebrated a birthday. Yeah, I, did. I just went to a Braves game outside of that. I didn't do anything except for a bleep load of errands and 
lots of things that cost lots of money. So it wasn't like this. I Whoa! Did, what I a did, great week! I did the I same did thing for my for my week off. I basically ran errands and did stuff around the house and spent a lot of money on things I really didn't have to spend money on. Uh, uh, these I'm were these sure were why. necessities that I've been just putting off. So, uh, but it was nice to have. It was the the good portion of part of it was I could schedule it on my own time, which made that much less stressful than trying to fit it into a two hour window. And uh, you, Jen, I babysat my dogs. I babysat Alex's dogs. I was going to say you didn't baby babysit your dogs. You know her dogs. Yeah, her dogs. Okay. Well, uh, speaking of dogs, let me go ahead and make the segue. Uh, I did go to. Kelly McCoy's uh, Memorial Celebration of Life Service at Covey Creek Farms over the course of this last weekend. And more, I think, more so than the former radio personalities and TV personalities and media folk in town, I think we were outnumbered by the people whose lives she had touched through her pet project. Mm. People showed up in droves. I mean, just, I mean, by the legions with their little pets, oh. all of them on leashes and, you know, whether they're service dogs or just mascots or buddies, including her own, Mary Dabney, or my friend Mary Dabney, our friend. I love showed, Mary. Yeah, she is such a kind soul. Showed up with, with Kelly's dog uh, who was who was left uh, after her passing. Yeah. And it was, it was a very nice service, and it was wonderful to see some of those folks. Yeah, some of those folks. The picture of you with Dale was really nice. I shook hands with, I shook all hands and hugged most necks. A couple I avoided. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say it was an overall just joyous uh, homecoming because there's definitely some some bad blood that is mixed in there somewhere. But it was it was nice seeing so many of those people, Dale and Carol Deason, uh, being among them. All my old friends from the Radio Ranch who are still friends, Quake and Cowboy Joe, and folks from way back in yesteryear who haven't seen him forever. I still, the guy that uh, took over my spot at 10 o'clock, I'm not even sure that he's there anymore. I, I, you know, purposely don't listen because it hurts my heart and my stomach (laughs) to listen to that station. But Brad, they had this little pre-produced video of Kelly and everybody was given their little, you know, obituaries and memories and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, this voice comes in, Kelly McCoy, why would you go, whoa, 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 like, good <laughs> Lord, that guy's got pipes on him like nobody's business. Yeah, he does. Uh, winter lingers on for another day or so. Frost uh, this morning at, at my house. And we're going to warm up slowly but surely over the course of the weekend by the time we get to, or the week by the time we get to this weekend, it will be summertime again. It'll be in the mid-80s, and that's hot enough for me. Yeah, that's as hot as it should ever get, in my opinion. Uh, yesterday was tax day. Uh, it was also the Boston Marathon, back for the first time in full blownness. Do you know when they do the Boston Marathon, wh- why they picked the date they do? Uh, they did it yesterday. Yeah, I know, but why they picked the date. Why I, was it yesterday? Oh, I don't know. I just know they did it yesterday because you it's, just said it's, it. It's Massachusetts. It's that state's Patriot Day. Oh, that's That's right. the reason they run it uh, when they run it. First time they've been able to actually do it, I think, between – COVID, the bombing, you know, 10 years ago and everything else. I think this is the first one they've actually been able to pull off, yep. you know, in six years. Oh, that wow. that was supposed to be normal. Uh, I hope it certainly turned out to be the case. Um, did go to Easter service. I went to Second Presbyterian after mentioning it. Nice. On the podcast. Yep. Had a, a couple of friends, Kevin Condra 
and uh, his wife actually asked us to be their guests. First time I've actually gone into the, do you, is the vestibule the actual worship area? Do I have that right? Uh, usually we just call it the uh, the thing that we go into. The <laughs> thing that we go into. The thing <laughs> the thing where they go into at Second Presbyterian, it's the first time I went in there, and you were correct, the stained glass is absolutely beautiful. Yes. Uh, the pastor is a wonderful, sweet lady. Sanctuary. A sanctuary. Thank you very much. What is the vestibule? I don't know. The I, beginning, I'm, it's the part where you first walk in. Walk in where you have the ushers. Yeah, and they hand you a piece of paper, vestibule. whether you want one or not. And we then just the it sanctuary, a yeah. It was nice. The Pope, of course, uh, his address, he talked about it being an Easter of war. And something we'll talk about again later on in the podcast, an overlap between all of the major religions of the world over the course of this weekend and week. Uh, Easter, Ramadan, uh, and, 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 and Passover. Passover, of course. And, and several others, including the Baha'i faith. I've yeah, never seen anything quite like right. it before. Kwanzaa I ran too. into Kevin and his wife over the over the break, too. Did you? Yeah. Um, I took Jesse or, I don't know, one of the two girls to Waffle House, and there they were. Well, um, I just want to say yes. also, I, I, I heard this one. I'm not going to take credit for it, but I was looking at the new album releases coming out because I've been listening to the new Jack White because, mm-hmm. you know, I got tickets to see Jack White in Nashville for Rebecca for her birthday, our birth anniversary, and looking very forward to it. So I'm listening to the new album. I know you said you didn't prefer it. Uh, over there are some stuff. songs I'm not crazy about. A little hip hop influence but I, in there. I love Jack White. Do you know that he got married very on British. stage? Yes, yes. Yeah. And, um, Did but he marry I, Meg? I was, no, not I, Meg. I, not his sister wife. <laughs> um, no, uh, <laughs> just, just some random woman. And um, no, I was looking at the new album releases and my, my oldest stepson who's staying with us right now Cody who had been living in Nashville and is currently now looking for a gig looking for a gig here in Chattanooga if anybody wants to hire a very bright 31 year old get in touch with me I know um, I know I know a sales position all right well you need to talk to him about it <laughs> he's the one that came over this one I said oh guess who's coming out with a new album and then I told him who it was and he goes oh what has eight legs seven arms and sucks <laughs> Def Leppard <Da-dum>, <laughs> <laughs> All right, you, you might have to know a little something about the band to get that one. I'm, I'm sorry. guessing one of them lost an arm. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Oh. It was, it was quite, yes. it was the, quite the big deal. Quite it's actually a pretty deal. old joke. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> that's why I don't get they it. They do still suck, though. <laughs> that's they, true. They, they do still suck. All right, we'll go ahead and get things started right now, if you don't mind. And sure. Russell Stroud, Russell the Love Muscle, has some headlines for you. All right, well, good morning, everybody. Give me a minute for the page to load. A body was recovered after a dirt trench uh, collapsed, trapping a man. It happened over in Ray County at a construction site. Reports say the crews dug a trench under a brick garage wall to repair it, but the trench then collapsed, piling 10 feet of dirt onto a construction worker. The fire department and multiple other agencies were called out to the scene. They dug as fast as they could, but it was too late for the construction worker, whose name was not released. Over in Grundy County, A man was injured after a pipe bomb exploded, sending shrapnel into him. The police were notified when the man showed up at the hospital with injuries consistent with an explosion. The police then went to the home of the man where they found other pipe bombs, more weapons, 70 pounds of marijuana, and $7,000 in cash. The Grundy County Sheriff's Office says the investigation is still ongoing. And finally, Sunday morning at the Nashville International Airport, a man walked into the baggage claim area and pulled out a gun. This is before security. He said that he was going to use it on himself. The airport police and security rushed to the scene, but the man then pulled the trigger. He was not killed, but was badly injured. He was rushed to the hospital, but why he did it, they say, is still under investigation. And now from the Auxiliary Studio, it's Dave Hooker. 
I know it's just April, but football will be here soon. Dave Hooker off the hook. Sports, Dabo Sweeney, Clemson's head coach, pushed the fact that players getting paid in free agency is bad for football. Which direction does he see it going? It could be total mass chaos where players are going everywhere and that they can get paid. Well, that's what's been happening. And since when in our United States of America can a young man, be it just 18 or 19, decide he wants to go work for somebody else because of a better financial situation or a better work structure as well? So he can do that, and he can also get a scholarship for going to another program. Imagine a uh, piano specialist. Uh, That pianist is able to go to any college he wants to and get the same amount of scholarships. So why not athletics? Well, there is the Title IX issue that Title IX uh, has to be sure and accommodate uh, female athletes as much as male athletes. Well, the problem is football in that number. You've got 140-some-odd players, including walk-ons that demand a big part of that check. If you take football out of the equation, then the distribution of athletic department resources is pretty even. But that's a big if. So we continue to strive forward, but we feel as if we've leave, or left Dabo Sweeney behind because he's made Clemson relevant at times but they don't appear so now. And with his mindset, it's not going to get much better. Dave Hooker off the hooks. He's talking about, talking about women's sports, <laughs> and he started talking about a penis right off the back. Do you think it's possible he did that in the shower, like from inside the it, shower? It, it, yeah, it, it, it sounded like the, yeah, the, the water was running yes. in the background, and he was just sticking his head out of the flow. <laughs> yes, because I texted him. I said, I need your bit. Well, more important than Title IX is Title 55 and how it applies Shut to up, Russell. Good license Lord. Law. <laughs> the upfront wrap-up where we give you as many headlines as you'll get in a week's worth of regular radio morning shows or TV shows. <laughs> during the weekdays and one 15 to 20 minute slot is brought to you by Cadis Council for Alcohol and Drug Abuse Services. Been in this area doing God's work for 57 years, a continuum of full care, medical detox, inpatient residential treatment, outpatient, traditional ILP and MAT services, plus the Oasis Halfway House and Family Way Center for Early Recovery. Sober living apartments are available as well. Well, the kind of news I was talking about that you can't skip over is the lead story that Russell had on the the local scene, the cave-in, and the Ray County. It was Spring City, I think. Yes. Um, It's a new housing complex up there. There are very, very few homes that are actually built. I'm not even sure that anybody is living in the complex yet. It didn't look like it. The house itself was still wrapped in the the Tyvek stuff. It was very confusing. The the reporting on the story was extremely confusing. I'm not blaming anybody because I know it's a confusing situation. It happened late at night, and they did not recover the body until the wee hours in the morning. The call went out for everybody to come help. But it sounds like the guy was digging an auxiliary, an extra tunnel under the crawl space of the house to try to get access to something, and the whole wall caved in on him. At first, they said it was two people, yeah, and it turned out that one of the the, the other person apparently just skipped work that day, yeah. just wasn't there, and they found him at another location. But 
Whoa, what a horrible way to go. I can't even imagine. That's my worst fear. Just the, it truly is. The lack of mobility. Like, I read about caving all the time. You know, I love caves, but I'm too scared to go caving because of this very thing. Yeah, claustrophobia. Yeah, I mean, I would be the one guy where the rock shifts and it lands on my back, I, you know. Every time I have been caving, I mean, when you're in those little crawl spaces, no. and we've talked about them before, I just picture the earth shifting and it just... Exactly. Sandwiching. That's what and I me being too. me being, you know, just a layer, a molecule thin layer of me, you know, smashed in between <laughs> two pieces of sedimentary rock and it, it it's not fun. Um Neil Pinkston just took a serious beating, of uh, several body blows if not a fatal head blow, um by the International Brotherhood of Police Officers. I don't know if you guys saw the headline in the Saturday Chattanooga Times Free Press. I, I will question the placement of the story and the headline. It does have that, you know, top of the uh, top of the page, just below the banner. You know, we defeat the Japs in World War II. You know, victory. Um, look about it, but it it's it's damning. Uh, the International Brotherhood of Police Officers issued a, a one of a, a, its kind. I don't think they've ever done this before. Mm-hmm. The national group issued a statement nationally that said that there is a drastic lack of faith in our district attorney general neil pinkston the incumbent for the office sort of like a a letter of no confidence it's it's even more than that it's it's more than that they they get so far into it i mean it's scathing It, it is truly 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 brutal and we've, of course, had, you know, General Pinkston in here. We had Cody sure. Womp, the person that's running against him on the Republican primary ticket, in here as well. And I'm going to have to say, it's something we discussed very briefly before the show began, we were told that he did have a an aggressive marketing campaign that was going to start because we talked about the fact that, you know, his, his opponent was out there everywhere and we saw signs and, and all the rest of this stuff. I saw the TV commercial over the weekend. Yeah, me too. It's god awful. It's terrible. It, it may be, it may be the worst local TV commercial being run by anybody running for any office, Uh-oh. and that includes much less impactful. Well, I'd like no, to know who produced it. I think probably somebody's elementary school class <laughs> and and the AVA, you know, uh, yeah, the AV club, yeah, AV club. It's I, really too bad. And 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 I, I just yeah, just I mean, just a couple of questions from people in the business probably could have saved him from that because it, it, it's truly, truly, truly bad. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, it's 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 it, we're we're still a ways out, and we'll see how it goes. But we it are. was certainly that headline. That timing, well, we're not was, that far was, out. Was damning. We're I know. Not I know. That far May fourth. Early, yeah. early voting is happening. Man, I'm um, gonna go do that. Today. I did it last week. It was on my checklist. Did you really? Walked in and out in two and a half minutes. Oh, Another, that's next month. Where isn't did it? you oh, go? Am Nicola? Brainerd. Brainerd. The Brainerd, Brainerd Rec Center. Okay. Another local story that I have to bring up, and just as I, I, I really, I'm not trying to take sides in the in the local races. I'll tell you later who the Times and the Free Press have endorsed, and probably will come as no surprise to you. Um, But this one hurts my heart. Uh, My friend Cessna DeCosimo, and he is my friend. He will always be my friend. Oh, my goodness. He is facing a world of trouble. Uh, He got hit Wednesday of last week with uh, a grand jury indictment that goes back to May and July of 2020 
we remember what May and July of 2020 were like, right? Yeah. It was a strange time. It was. Cessna um, asked me to sit one time for a bust. I've told that story, mm-hmm. and and he did, and I have the bust at, at home. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cessna, Cessna is a is a internationally well, renowned sculptor. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. But he has been accused of groping and sexually just molesting, manhandling one of his models and then showing up at a neighbor's or a friend's house, not a neighbor, I should say, on Coward Street, right down the road from where we are right now, yeah. you know, just, just around the corner on the south side, and exposing himself not to his, his friends. More I mean, than just exposing. As they opened the door, I don't know what was happening, what was on his mind, if there was a party going on inside or if they were just sitting there having dinner. But, yeah, he, he exposed himself and began basically... Manipulating yeah, manipulating himself. himself. Yes, mani- <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't, I, you know, I, I find it distasteful to, to even ho- read it out loud. I know, it's horrible. The, the the model for the posing session said that she was fondled, and then when I say manhandled, was he said, I could take it by force if I wanted to, oh. and then she managed to weasel her way away and then stayed. Was he That's paying going her? To, I do not know. Probably. I don't know. I have no idea. But I, I just, I just, I know what it's like to be on that end of accusations mm-hmm. and it not be true. But it's trouble certainly down the road for my friend Cessna. So yeah. I know, and, uh, really and I, sad. He's always been uh, eccentric, and I think everybody who knows him knows that. Yeah. And um, but that's there's no law against that. There's there's certainly laws against the other things. Most that he's artists been are. Um, the Ray County, the story that was in Spring City was in the news. Ray County, the ex- county executive. They don't have a county mayor. They have a county executive like we used to. Has quit his job over wire fraud. Uh, charges. Apparently $240,000 in COVID funds went into his personal crypto account. And I don't know why he only has to pay, and he's quit his job, and his name is uh, Thacker, George Thacker, Mm -hmm. and he only has to pay $66,000 back. Does that mean that the rest of it was actually warranted and (laughs) and was, was in play? That he could actually use it? Maybe it's like there's an acceptable level of wire fraud that they'll let you do, and then past that they're like, oh, you know what, this is a bridge too far. And we actually hear part of the U.S. Air Force on its way to Ukraine, (laughs) heading over the building that we're in right now. I'm sorry. Uh, Let's go to Ukraine for a little bit. Um, As we speak right now, and everything could change very, very quickly, there are 2,900 or so people inside a steel plant in Mariupol and uh, they are not giving up they've been told that if they do not uh, give up and lay down their arms they will be destroyed this is now a new bright shining red line that has been drawn Uh, we're hearing more and more reports that Putin has been fed false and misleading information about his successes or lack thereof in the war but he seems, you know, hell-bent on taking Mariupol, and as long as these people stay inside the steel plant, it's not going to happen. Yeah, well, there's not really much left to take at this point. I was going to say, the, the the town itself has just been completely destroyed. Yeah, it's just geography, really, at this well, point. Well, yeah, and they're trying to, you know, form a land bridge to the Crimean Peninsula, and right. we'll see how it goes. Now, President Zelensky has warned that Putin is going to use nuclear weapons, tactical nuclear weapons, on them and possibly on the allies around us. Putin has warned the United States. And this this is this this is nut cutting time, y'all. This is time for us to decide as a country how ready are we to go to war with Russia? Because they say as long as we continue to provide them just ammunition, 
supplies. We don't even have to cross the line and actively engage. We will be targeted. Right. Um, and plus, I think that what's adding on to that more than anything is the fact that Sweden and Finland are probably going to be joining NATO here by the end of the year. And they, of course, have been warned not to do that, too. They've been warned not to do that as well. Finland has every reason to join NATO, honestly, at this point, because Finland has a, a history of being invaded by Russia. Uh, Finland and Ukraine sort of share that history. Well, and we'll come back to that in a little bit as well. Uh, Elon Musk, a hostile takeover of Twitter in the works, $41.3 billion. Yeah. It's or as crazy. he said on Saturday Night Live, 41.3 peeps. <laughs> uh, three million peeps for Twitter or for Easter, but yeah. um, you know, and and it, he already was a what he bought nine percent of the stock, yeah, but making him the majority of the stock. Then he, he pulled out and said, "I'm just going to take over the company completely." Yes. Yeah, and I don't know why people are upset about it. To I be don't honest either. With you. I don't either. I don't have like. I mean, I'm not a huge Elon Musk fanboy or anything, but I'm not I'm not a big Twitter fan either. No, I mean, I love Twitter. I use it every day. Okay. Most people don't. I haven't understood this for a second, and it's partially I don't want to understand it. Yeah, I don't need to understand. I, it. I don't either. I think that people are making it sort of much to do, uh, much to do about nothing, right? Because a very small percentage of the population actually uses Twitter, and you see some ridiculous takes on there where they're like, "What was he saying? Why was he saying he wanted to?" To take it over for freedom of speech. Freedom of speech freedom is why he's it. saying, of course, you know he's motivated by money like everything else he does. Yeah. I mean, money and fame. Money and fame. Yeah, and Twitter is not a really big money generator anyway. I mean, if, if the fact that he can take it over sort of displays that because if they were a profitable business, they'd say we're not interested. I, say, I, I think the books show that they're still not a profitable right. entity on their own. On their own, they are not. That's yeah. correct. Uh, and and about 22% of the population of this country uses it. And why should a, I care about something that barely a quarter of the country even looks at? Yeah, that's 22% of the people who have an account. That doesn't even mean that they're super active users. That yeah. just means they have an account. Uh, and so there's been some takes on Twitter where they say, like, you know, if Elon Musk takes over, it's going to be the end of democracy as we know it. And that's just not true. Let me, silly. Let me backtrack one step and go back to Ukraine just for a second. I gave Russell the, the a breakdown of exactly what we have sent to the Ukrainian army yeah. at this point. It's just about $3 billion worth of support. $3 billion. It's quite I, extensive, I yeah. 5,500 Javelin missiles, 7,000 small arms. 50 million rounds of ammunition, it's still not enough ammunition. Uh, that's exactly what they're begging for more than anything else. And I was just looking at that as, 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 as you were talking about Twitter there for a second. I realized I'd passed that up. Um, but that, that breakdown is, is intriguing. Uh, the drones are going to come more and more into play as long as they can stay standing. Now, President Zelensky, if you have been watching him over the course of this time, if you are listening to this podcast, you're clearly interested in the news. You now see a very tired, worn out, beaten down man. Uh, and and what else would he be at well, this yeah. point? I mean, he's been uh, you know uh, Russia's most wanted. He's been in and having to be in hiding part of the time, and forcing himself to come out into the public and trying to be a leader of his people most of the time. He can't be getting more than four or five hours of sleep a night. But boy, it is beginning to show up. Um, in the, the, the world of global climate change, which as we approach Earth Day this coming Friday, you're going to see more and more about climate change. There's no doubt about it. East Africa just got walloped a couple of days ago. Very rare. The storms that we normally get, the hurricanes, and even sometimes the dust storms that we get here in the southeast, 
usually come from the coast of Africa, the East mm -hmm. African coast. They rarely turn around and go back the other way because that's just not the way, literally, the world turns. <laughs> right. It's literally not the way the world turns. So for them to get hit with these cataclysmic, powerful, I don't know if they call them hurricanes, typhoons, or cyclones, it doesn't make any difference, but dozens of people killed, massive mudslides, they still you know, are counting the dead and the missing in many parts of that country. A uh, container ship in Chesapeake Bay Finally. was refloated yeah. after a month of being mired in the mud. They oh, had to man. take off, I don't know how many of the containers to make it light enough to actually float again. Oh, it was, I think, 500 out of 5,000 they had to take off. I have spent precious little time in the Chesapeake area simply because I've just not made it a priority. I've always been fascinated with it. I, you know, back when James Michener was writing a book a month, and they always were based in historical accuracy using fictional characters to tell the story for the most part. Chesapeake was one that I read. I mean, this is back yeah. in high school, I believe. I've always been interested in the place, but just, just never have been there very much. Um, President Biden going to go back on his promise, campaign promise, to not drill on federal land and has said, and if you actually see the recording of when he made this comment he said by the way there will be no drilling on federal land period 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 four periods that that's fairly you know yeah but that's an ellipse that gives you a certainty yeah i was gonna say it forms an ellipse <laughs> what he did is he he's tricked us he, he, yeah. we, we thought he was saying period as an end of sentence end of debate but really he was making an ellipses which i use constantly when i'm writing <laughs> incorrectly he goes just to make just to give the pause in your thinking you know there'll be no drilling on federal land and also <laughs> offshore drilling as well which has always been an environmentally sensitive subject um we have governor greg abbott down in texas trying to out desantis desantis <laughs> talking about political theater brian uh some of the things that he's doing we'll we'll get into it a little bit more later desantis though his anti-critical race theory bill that he got forced into law down in florida has booted now 41 percent of the state's math textbooks right. yeah i was just reading that how how does critical race theory make its way into a I math textbook know. well if it if it did that's foolish on the publisher and yeah. so we can look at this from both say, ends I here say, i mean i need to see and maybe they're, they're right kindergarten through fifth grade we're talking about kindergarten through but, fifth but, grade but what? if there is if there is any of that kind of that kind of verbiage in a mathematics textbook Almost then yeah math. maybe they're right to get the, the what are you doing i wasn't doing a whole lot of complex story problems in kindergarten through fifth grade i don't believe Texas. I mean, train a leaves you put a point b no, at 60 miles an hour entry school if rosa parks mm -hmm. is on bus a yeah exactly <laughs> my god that's probably what it was <laughs> very well what could it was. Be. that is a That'd bus be. carrying rosa parks <laughs> civil rights activist, miles per hour. Was, was moving 50 miles an hour <laughs> was she in front or back uh <laughs> I have no idea. It depends but on the year. Almost half of the math textbooks for the kids down there got the boot. Uh, for the first time, Margie Taylor Green has actually lost money in her fundraising efforts. She's in the red by a hundred and no three hundred fourteen thousand. Yeah, three hundred fourteen thousand dollars. She's raised so much money though since she basically was you know taken out of her position that she no longer had a job. Right. Uh, that I'm sure she still has plenty left over. That's the first time she's come up in the red. Same thing going on with uh, Herschel Walker, as we all agreed in our last show that we did. If Herschel runs, Herschel wins in the state of Georgia. I think it's it's almost undebatable. 
Uh, right now, Warnock, who he's running against, of course, in the special election, mm -hmm. is trailing, but he is actually outperforming him in fundraising. Mm -hmm. Herschel is not raising as much money as people thought he would. He's a little bit unhinged. A little bit. He's got a little bit of a record. A little bit. He's got even less of a message. But so do most Georgians is the thing. As Speaking as one, I can tell you. And I'm going to say this uh, real quick. Um, the video that everybody has studied and people are outraged again about, the young man whose family moved from the Republican, excuse me, the Republic of Congo mm -hmm. um, back in 2014, looking for safety and a, and, a, and a respite from the war there, arriving in America, and they were living in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and their youngest, Patrick Lyoya, is that the, the correct pronunciation? I'm, I'm not sure. Lyoya was killed because he had essentially switched tags. The tag was legal, but it was for a car that the family owned, but not the car it was owned. That's the reason he was pulled over. Right. When he was pulled over, he started running. What have I said a million times? Don't run. Don't run from cops and dogs. They will chase you every time. A, a single Grand Rapids officer chased him down, tased him twice. Patrick is either very stout, you could argue, looking at the track record of the way tasers work, he might have been amped up on something. The taser did not have much of an effect on him. He grabbed the taser, the officer shoots him dead. This is one of the few times recently that I've seen a body cam video mm -hmm. and heard the audio and I have to say, without more information, I have to come down on the side of the officer on this one. I, I am uh, with you on that one as well. It seems... Nobody I mean, should be killed for having a, the wrong tag on their car. I was going to say, that's really the root problem more so than what happened afterwards. The fact that we're you know worrying about wrong tags, it just seems like kind of a waste of taxpayer money. You're going to get blue-lighted. Yeah, you know, expired yeah. tag, wrong tag, whatever. You're going to get blue-lighted. They're going to ask you questions. Why he ran, I do not know. I don't know that anybody knows, but it's a very sad situation. I just don't think that the community is going to have as much uh, of a leg to stand on. No, on I don't think one. so. I mean, I, legally speaking, strictly legally speaking, I think that there's not a whole lot to go on against the officer in this particular case, but you know, more details will come out of it, I'm sure. Very, very, very quickly also just point out that uh, mentioned the fact that tax day was yesterday. The Bidens reported a whopping total. This is kind of shocking. You know, at least at least they paid taxes. Uh, they paid taxes. <laughs> that and just means they, they have stuff in their names. They, they reported $610,702 yeah. in income last year. Wow. The first time ever a first lady has filed a separate income mm -hmm. on her own they filed, you know, as as mar as a married couple, mm -hmm. but she actually showed. Of course, she is still working. That's the reason, you know, Doctor Jill Biden. All that debate about that. She still kept her job. And first time that's ever happened. So just make a little mark there. A little piece of history was made there, but a shockingly low number. Yeah, I guess it is, but uh, that's only what's in their name. I mean, I'm sure they've got stuff in shell companies and stuff. Just I'm pretty like anybody sure else the does. vice president uh, filed over a million. That doesn't surprise me she at all. She had over a million. Well, her husband is very rich as well. Yeah. Well, let's see here. Harris reported uh, netting $319,082. Oh, that's just from the sale of one business. Yeah, you are correct. Yeah. Um, $1,655,563. That's a number more in, in keeping with our national leaders that we're used to seeing. Yeah. $600,000? 
We know a lot of people that make that much money say, around I, I here. Know people have that. We've got one right here with us, as a matter of fact. Samuel, uh, <laughs> our friend from the Chattanooga Football Club, who just stuck his head in and has a little bit of a piece of news to report about an upcoming game that the CFC has. And Sam, is that about in, in keeping? Is that about in the ballpark of what you're making every year with the CFC? Drop a couple zeros and you're right there. <laughs> <laughs> so 6,100, 60, is that what you're saying? It's closer to the truth. You'll be in Maybe. the same leagues as us soon. We're, we're, yeah. we're very, yeah, kick. Come on down a little further, and you can join the podcast. Uh, well, glad to have you again. Reintroduce yourself to the audience out there. Hey, everybody. I'm Sam, and I work for Chattanooga Football Club. So this is my third time on yes. the show now. But we I love just wanted having to, you. Just wanted to drop in and say a few quick things. Yeah, well, go ahead and say a few quick things. I know that uh, you guys have a big game coming up in Atlanta. Yeah, so last time I was on, I was talking about the Open Cup and the opportunities that smaller teams kind of get, and we won our first game against Memphis. So now... Uh, on Wednesday at 7.30, we are making the short trip down to Atlanta to play Atlanta United FC of MLS. So uh, we're super excited. Awesome. How how do the hooligans travel? Uh, if this helps you vision, um, vision kind of what we're looking at, they opened up ticket sales, I believe, last Thursday morning, and the CFC allotment of tickets sold out in 20 minutes. Wow. Whoa. Seriously. That's amazing. Yeah, 20 minutes. What's the capacity of the stadium? Uh, they are playing They're playing in a smaller stadium for this one, uh, not the Mercedes-Benz, mm-hmm. um, down the road, because it's it was already taken up uh, for some sort of prior event. So they're going to be playing at Kennesaw State University. Oh, okay. Um, I do not know the exact capacity of the allotment that they gave CFC, but they did... S- uh, since give us an overflow section, which we also sold out. So uh, well, KSC is a fairly sizable school. Yeah, yeah. Now you you're being from West Virginia, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't. You might not know this. Kennesaw. Every homeowner is required to have a firearm. Are you aware of that? That's I've a city ordinance. Never heard that. Yeah, yes. It's actually never. a city ordinance. Every every head of household is required to have a firearm. So I just want you to keep in mind. I believe that. that the, the, it's the, true. The, the, the sight and scene of one of the fiercest battles of the Civil War, which most people don't even know. For some reason, Kennesaw never really latched on to that piece of their history, but they still must have a lot of trouble down there. Because requiring somebody to own a firearm, I don't think there's any other place in America that does <laughs> no, that. there's not. So I, your, your long-haired ass better be careful down there. So you're telling saying. me not to celebrate too hard after <laughs> yeah. we pull the upset, right? Be careful down there. Get the don't hell out. Don't the hell run out. if you get blue-lighted. <laughs> All right. So, All right. That's, so that's great. What, that's time, what time is the game? It'll be at 7.30 on Wednesday night. So I believe there are still some tickets available if anybody wants to make the trip down. Do you, do, does anybody n- have the broadcast rights? Do you guys actually ESP, air ESPN, ESPN Plus? Okay, yeah. all right. I just want to make sure. I have no problem giving plugs away to people just as long <laughs> as they're helping you guys. Yeah, it'll be ESPN Plus. Uh, since this is part of that tournament, the Open Cup, uh, they, U.S. Soccer has the rights to the whole thing, so cool. they're using ESPN Plus to Sweet. broadcast. All right, buddy. Well, thank you so much for the update, and just keep keep in touch with us. Let us know what's going on. Yeah, well, if all goes well and I don't piss off any homeowners, you might see me again on the podcast eventually, but if, <laughs> if, if not, you know, I might not be so lucky. I hope so. <laughs> Old Sammy went down to Kennesaw. <laughs> had no idea what he was getting That's to. That's the beginning of a of a, a country song, you know. It absolutely is. <laughs> Sam went down to Kennesaw and never right. did come back. And Brian's taking back over his position here. Everybody's got one. Everybody's got one. And most of them stink. An opinion and, well, a body part, too.
Fox. And this one is just real simple. I'm, I'm just going to say I, I watched an abnormal amount of news over the course of the weekend to make up for the fact that I watched almost none for the first several days of our week off. I was kind of doing an experiment because I think we all know people who have unplugged. I mean, literally, I mean, completely unplugged. Mm-hmm. And O'Brien, you don't pay as much attention to the ongoing drama and soap opera that is today's political world. Yeah, I'm not going to call myself unplugged, as but I very yeah, yeah, you, tuned you out. You can't afford to be unplugged, but some people are that I know very, very well. And I swear to God, they are so much more blissful. And mm-hmm. they'll tell you that. They'll tell you that in a heartbeat, that their lives are happier not paying attention to the 24-hour you know, you know, news cycle. And I just thought I'd just give it a shot. You know, I didn't have any Did real, work? real plans. Were you bored? At first, I was going crazy <laughs> because I didn't have any, I didn't know what was coming in. I didn't have any information coming in. I didn't have any outlet to speak about anything, you know, that was on my mind. Then I got very, very used to it. Yeah. And I, yes, I, I can actually say I, I felt even after just a couple of days of not keeping up and switching between CNN and Fox mm-hmm. and, and getting a paper every day. Because, you know, you can't get a paper now. No, I know. Not, at, not, at, not Dunlap, you never could. You can only maybe, there were two places in, in Sequatchie County that had the Times Free Press on Sunday. Now in Saudi, it's the same way. There is no paper other than the Sunday paper. Hmm. So, I mean, I, I stayed on the mountain for the most part. And even when I did come off, I didn't really get any news. And... So I caught up over the course of the weekend, and having said all that, you know, I, yeah, I'd, I'd say again, retirement will not be wasted on me. I think I'll be <laughs> able to find something to do with my time. But I heard a most eloquent argument for doing an airlift into Mariupol, oh, into okay. Mariupol, and to leave Lviv and any other city that basically falls under another siege mm-hmm. uh, situation from the Russians. And, you know, we did it in Berlin with great success. Yep. Uh, we have done it in other places with great success. Yep. And, you know, the question, well, wouldn't, you know, American craft come under fire? Yeah, that's the risk that we would take to try to stop this genocide. And it is genocide. Don't get it confused. It absolutely is. I mean, the, the Russians are being accused, and they're not just being accused. People are speaking truth to power. These are atrocities. These are war crimes that are being committed. The targeting of civilians, the use of chemical weapons, which we're being warned, might spread to other nations again. And we've got Putin completely convinced that he has us cowed. Not just the United States, but all of NATO. That he has us afraid to step over the line. And we have said again and again, never again. And we're watching it happen. We're watching it play out in real time. The death of women and children and and civilian men and older people. Nothing, absolutely no military interest in targets. They're shelling them into non-existence, into the Stone Age. And an airlift of food and water. Even if we said that there were no munitions, no supplies going in, the Russians would certainly not believe us. Mm -hmm. But even if we lived up to our word, I'm just saying I think it's time. I, I am Putin and his arrogance has pushed my last button. I am, you know, I, I said one day before we took off that I was getting ready to turn Moscow into nuclear glass. I think every American has felt that come through that, you know, that phase kind of come through and go back out again. Well, we don't want to do that. We don't want to, you know, you know, create a mushroom cloud and anger over 
an event or even a series of events, but why would we not go ahead and do a humanitarian airlift into Mariupol where they literally can't get a swallow of clean drinking water? I think it could be organized through a neutral country. Uh, even maybe the Chinese uh, could uh, partake in something along those lines because there have been there has been a little bit of outcry from the Chinese about the humanitarian aspect of it. Um, so I think that something like that could potentially happen from a neutral country. Um, I don't think that's out of the question at all. I just think it's time, and that is the everybody's got one moment today. Brought to you by People's Home Equity. Get pre-approved if you're in the housing market looking for a home loan. Looking for a home, you got to get a loan, right? Get pre-approved. It saves time, money, stress, and worry. Talk to Bruce Dodd and Trevor Glass, 591-9801, chatmortgage.com. All right, the duh moment of today's show, this podcast I already mentioned Governor Greg Abbott. $240 million in spoiled produce because of his decision to once again start inspections of trucks at the Mexican border. We, as a nation, get much of our produce from Mexico. Mm-hmm. Well, and the and, rest of South America. And, and we, we understand, we all understand that there are a lot of people coming across the border illegally. They had more stops and attempted crossings since the year 2000 last year. All right? they, when, when all the numbers were finally added up, last year we had more attempted crossings than we've had since the year 2000. So I know it's a problem for the state of Texas. It's a problem for America. But how big a problem is it? Is it such a problem that we want to stop commerce for every small business person in North Mexico and South Texas? And you talk about the political theater, this whole idea of sending busloads of these migrants to Washington, D.C. is absolutely just phenomenally stupid and selfish. He's sending these people up there. They have nowhere to go. They have no connections. And I know that he believes that the problem has been dumped in his lap, but this is not the act of a statesman. This is the act of a, of a power-hungry, I want to be on every mic and every TV camera that's around me, madman. It seems to be uh, strategically unsound, in my opinion, but I also don't think that illegal immigration is nearly as big of a deal as it's made out to be. Um, so- how, are we, how are we suffering? How is the how is the nation suffering from these people coming in and doing all the jobs that we don't want? Look at the employment situation right here. Everybody's looking for workers. Nobody wants to work. These people are coming across the border going, we want a job. We want to make money. We want a piece of the American dream. Yeah, no, I, I really don't. My position on immigration has shifted a lot over the last 10 or so years. I used to be pretty hard line, you know, build the wall and everything. Not during that era, but before that. Uh, and uh, I, as, as I've gotten older, I've started to realize just what you said is what actual harm do they cause? Like, think about it rationally. These are people like you and me. Um, it's not like they, they jump the Murderers border. Murderers and rapists. Yeah, it's not like they jump the border so that they can go and, uh, and uh, pillage and rape people because you can do that pretty easily in Mexico anyway. Why would they jump a border to do that? So it, it just doesn't make any sense. They, they're people who are trying to escape a, a terrible system, a terrible uh, place to get a better life. Why in the world should we make that more difficult than it already is? That's, I'm going to do the duh moment in three quick parts. That's one. Uh, the other one, by the way, duh, schwa, the duh moment of the podcast is brought to you by Guardian Investment Advisors, real professionals, Gary Thurman and Tide McIntosh. I never I, I never use Tide's last name. Yeah. It's just Gary and Tide. Mm-hmm. It's like Jack and Diane. 
again. They just go together. Seven one zero ninety one ninety nine. They take care of our investments, me and my wife's, and they can take care of yours. Care, commitment, kindness. Always ready to talk. Just they do business the old fashioned way, and they make money the old fashioned way. They earn it. You earn it through their hard work. Listen to their podcast as well. Seven one zero ninety one ninety nine. If you want to give them a call, feel free. The other two parts um, back to this panic about the schools, the GOP, you know, saying the critical race theory is everywhere. Again, show me, show me the texts, show me the math textbooks that have critical race theory in it. And, and, and I would like to be able to see it myself and judge it. But a poll was taken of the American people, University of Chicago, the Harris School of Public Policy and the AP did a poll and the silent majority you rarely hear the phrase "silent majority" used that's by a, the left. That's a Nixon era thing. I was going to say it. That was that was a Nixon era thing, and it has been used again and again and again. And we had the moral majority and Jerry Falwell and all the rest of that. The problem with that was that it was neither. It was um, not the majority anyway. But you rarely see the left use that phrase, and they're using it now. And here's some of the things that the poll showed, and it was it was done by a professional outfit, NORC, and the Public Affairs Research Center. of Americans oppose prohibiting books about divisive topics from being taught in schools. It says I'm reading an NPR article specifically about this. It says 12 books are rejected because they did, yes. they did not meet Florida's benchmark standards, while uh, 14 books are rejected because they both included prohibited topics and failed to meet curriculum standards. So it seems like not only were they controversial, they weren't very good math books in the first place. This uh, that could be the case. Now, then rejecting a book because it doesn't do the job is something different. Only 12 percent of the people polled said they supported prohibiting books about divisive topics oh, in I, American I, schools. No, Americans are not stupid. I mean, people get this weird idea that Americans are sensitive snowflakes who don't want to talk about controversial subjects. This is just not true. A person in America is quite smart. The general population at, taken as a whole is kind of dumb, but we can't forget that the average American is a you know a relatively intelligent It takes guy. one remarkably, one. aggressively stupid person to bring down the average. Uh, 53% <laughs> to 20 per- 21% said they oppose prohibiting teachers from teaching about sex and sexuality in schools. More controversial, more substance to that than I, I still think some of the others. I, I'll be, again, I don't have a problem with that because it's K through Age three. appropriate. It's age appropriate. Yeah, K through three, I don't think they should be talking about that at all, to be honest with you. And I, I, don't, I, I don't think many do. I really don't think many so do. So this is why the, like, don't say gay bill, the whole controversy about it didn't make sense to me because when you actually look at the bill and read the bill, it makes perfect sense. It's not that controversial. 71% say the local school system, their local school system, their own, is either focusing too little on racism or focusing the right amount. 27% said too much. And 71% also said teachers in their local schools are either discussing, uh, discussing issues related to sex and sexuality, the right amount or not enough. 23% said teachers are discussing it too much. So there you go. The silent majority on the side of the left for once and just rarely, rarely happens. Look, it, the issue for me is when a kid who's in kindergarten through, through third grade has two dads. I don't or think two that moms. That, well, that, I don't think that that would be an issue, though. I don't think that they would be prohibited from talking about that because that's not a that's not an age inappropriate sex topic, right? That's simply a fact. Right, but that kid is going to say, "My mom is gay," yeah, or but "My dad, my dads are gay." Are they say the m- kids can say that though? It's just the teachers can't 
teach it my, in a classroom. If they just say innocently, my dads are taking me camping. That's not a that's not And a another problem. kid says, what do you mean your dad? Yeah. Is the teacher just supposed to sit there and put a tape exactly, over her mouth and exactly. not, not help explain and help I, that kid out of a jam? The teacher should be allowed to explain. I think that the teacher could explain. I just don't think that it would be, it's not a matter of curriculum. Right? Yeah, don't hand out the book, My Two Dads, to a kindergarten. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Necessarily. Yeah. I, I just, yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I'm I, with I, you. I have some connection to the to the teaching world, unfortunately, I, and <laughs> I don't think that this is as big a deal as it's made let, out let, to Just real, real quick, I'm just, I just the poll amongst the four of us, very quickly, unscientific okay. as it can be. Okay. Sure. At what age did you actually begin to have any understanding about what sex was, about what the words meant, me what they person? were related to. Yes. For me, it was early because I, I happened to walk in my, on my <laughs> mother. Double digit age. And her person. Double digit age. So 10? I was just looking up. I, I didn't even know how old a third grader is. An eight to nine year old isn't discussing these things. Well, I, I was, was also really sexually abused. So I was nine when that so happened. You're, you know, you, well, I think yeah. it's circumstantial for everybody. And what happens if you bring that up in exactly. school? Exactly. Like an innocent Am kid I not would. A, yeah. And, no, you'd and, be, and, no, you'd be allowed because that's, that's, again, that's not a matter of curriculum. The teacher would say, okay, we need to take you to the... To the guidance counselor the immediately. Yeah, the school counselor. Right. This wouldn't be discussed in the classroom. This is well, not the, something that we go, all right, kids, we're all going to talk about sexual well, well, abuse today. Well, it's, you know, it's, they're not going to do that. It's, it's a different. True. The teachers are required to do that. Right. They can face charges if they don't do that. The, and I don't see, think a teacher, any teacher in the right mind wouldn't So you're thinking t- 10 right. at the earliest. You know, 9 to what 11. You, I was, uh, my homeschooled. Uh, homeschooled, yeah, but uh, I think 8 or 9. My parents were pretty... I don't want to say my parents were like progressive, but my parents were not like sheltering about my that parents were hippies <laughs> and there nothing was off limits for my parents it was more like it was it was a rational it was a um uh, how should i put it it was it was scientific it wasn't like um i don't know how to word it that doesn't sound weird so i was I playing just, i was playing ball i was playing in the yeah, woods i was yeah, playing in the yeah, streets yeah, yeah. there wasn't any pornography to be running into no, I'm exactly. gonna say, I, I'm gonna sex say, was not until i could get my eyes on it well, it, it, was, it wasn't it, was, it wasn't a thing it was uh, there would be a there was a playboy in my dad's you know drawer in his home office i knew it was there i would look at it oh i stumbled on those around yeah, exactly. 9 10 11 years but, old but when still, i started to right, think and, about it and i liked them and I liked him a lot. And uh, I think for me, it was something I saw like on TV, and I asked my mom and dad about it or something like that. I mean, yeah. you know, usual kid stuff. I mean, boobs are like fishing; even the small ones are fun. Oh my God. All right, and okay. and and but I'm saying, but yeah, I'm thinking about fourth grade. I remember asking my friend, who seemed to know more than me, what the p word actually was. Which one? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. The woman's <laughs> genitalia, and 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 he explained it to me in such broken fashion, using half scientific logic and reality, and half complete fantasy. And the rest of because it was he the- didn't know. And I took that for gospel for a couple of years. It was probably in that, that was that was probably that's in fourth grade. I was at the end of fifth going into sixth grade before I realized what the balderdash was in that statement. Billy, this is just the lyrics to Brown Sugar. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, but we weren't besieged with it the way the kids are today. No, but my my point about that, I just want to say this real quick. My point about that, though, is that, you know, you guys had these, we all had these experiences outside of curriculum. Right. This wasn't our teacher going. Well, I, it was my teacher because I was homeschooled. But it wasn't like your guys as teachers going. All right, kids, you all are in third grade no, now. I never true. had any of that in school. I, I was in college before I actually had a class 
that taught me about a women's a woman's you know menstruation cycle. Well, I think mm-hmm. that that's inappropriate. I, but I did not know that a woman couldn't could not get pregnant or could only get pregnant during a certain time of the month. I didn't know that until I was a freshman in college. There was a not zero percent of any sexual based conversation in all of my twelve years of public school. There you go. Zero percent. I'm saying there was there was there was none. And if there was, I was asleep and I forgot. There I was wasn't none. listening. And I, I I was having sex regularly before I learned that you could, you know, actually have intercourse without a condom with a woman if she was aware of where her body was on her cycle and her not get pregnant. Well, what about STDs? I guess well, you didn't talk didn't about it then. They didn't, they didn't exist. I mean, so wait, wait a minute. You know, you, I do, we watched a propaganda film where some guy was standing on a mountaintop and this voice from God was going, you have gonorrhea. That would, that, <laughs> and I didn't want it because that was nasty. It, so, was, it, was, it, it so sounded bad. So you guys bad. are saying that me, from a homeschool conservative Christian background, yes. has a better sex education than the rest of you yes, did. Yes, no. yes, as far as the school we goes. We had sex education in my, in my high school. Okay, yes. well, good. Yeah. yeah. Never heard of such a thing. All right, third third part of this, and we'll be done. Jeez. And I just wanted to say this. <laughs> Stranded dolphin dies after being harassed by beachgoers. Remember, this is the duh category. What does that have to do this with predatory? This is duh so category. horrible. A dolphin stranded itself on a Texas beach, mm. and Quintana Beach, and that's a fairly famous beach in that area right there. Sure. Spring breakers come up on it, do not do anything to help, and instead they start posing with yeah, they it ride for it. selfies. Oh, good heavens. And they actually position it where they get the dorsal fin up and it's on its belly. They could easily just have picked it up and put it back in the water. They yes. probably could have injured it doing so, but at least they would have been doing something good. Instead, they actually put women riding on the back of the dolphin and took pictures of themselves Sickening. as it died on oh the my beach. Gosh. And, and I dolphins just, are so smart. And yeah. these are these are college aged kids, are, are young young adults. These are people that we give the right to drive, to vote, to own firearms, to you know do whatever to get married. And they're they're doing this to this living creature, and just did not care. Beyond cruel. If you have ever had an encounter with a dolphin in the wild. You will change. It will change the way you look at the world. Oh, now, I, I love animals. I hate stuff. Like they that. are looking for the people who actually did it. They face civil penalties of up to eleven thousand dollar fine Good. and a year in prison. Good. I hope everyone I'm gets it, and Me that's too. the end of that. All right, what are you doing? Brought to you by the Intentional Living Project, theintentionallivingproject.com, the website, Bruce Dodd. Learn how to be more intentional with your money, relationships, time, and thoughts. Learn from your successes and your failures. I have a few things. None of them are in chronological date order. Melissa Etheridge is going to be at the Tivoli, April 28th at 8 p.m. Find tickets at Ticketmaster. Patty LaBelle will also be at the Tivoli, June 11th at 7.30. Nice. Find tickets on Ticketmaster. Wanda Sykes is coming to Chattanooga. She'll be at the Tivoli, October 22nd oh, at I love 8 Wanda o'clock. Sykes. Yeah, I think she's funny. Get, go to Ticketmaster. All right, man. Wanda Sykes is one of the funniest women ever. She, she is funny. Sunflower Festival, July 8th from 2 to 8 and July 9th from nine from 10 to 5 at Red Rivers Farm in Springfield, Tennessee. I don't know where that is. $10 per person. Children, children under three are free. The Water Lantern Festival, which actually has been voted one of the best festivals ever. Hmm. Um, I don't know where I read that, but I did read that. Like music festival? 
No, oh, it's just... a water lantern festival. Okay. Where they, li- yeah. I know if it's literally a water lantern festival. Yes. It, it is literally. Okay. Well, that's awesome. I don't know lantern. what a water lantern in and why yeah. is a, and why it would necessitate an entire festival. You, oh, have you seen? Because them? you go no. in the middle of the during the day. Let me tell you when May fourteenth from two thirty to seven at Chester Frost Park. You can find tickets at waterlanternfestival.com. You go, you decorate a piece of pa- paper that's square, mm-hmm. and then you put a little uh, candle in it. A votive candle, uh, yeah, yeah. and then you let it go. I thought they called those a Chinese candle or something. I was going to say, any time you've seen a, somebody Asian die in a movie, they have a, 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 a funeral lantern, yeah. that has a water lantern. I still don't understand why there's a whole festival <laughs> organized around it, but that's fine. It, they've, been doing it for, they've been doing it for years, and yeah, they are very pretty. When, when you go, what, what, when you see them, sorry, when you see them, you, you I think, what It's aesthetically seen. pleasing, yeah, they're just but really to be pretty. one of the best festivals ever, I think everybody would have to be Yeah, toast. that's not even kind of true. They're handing out ecstasy at the gate. I read it somewhere that what they said. Uh, Smokey, Smokey Caldwell's life celebration is May 27th at 9 a.m. and through May 30th at 1.30 p.m. Uh, at Cherokee Farms. Campers can be will be allowed to um, come in beginning May 27th at 9 a.m. RVs are welcome with no electricity or power hookups. Main ceremony will be on Monday, Memorial Day, May 30th at 1.30. Boom day. Please join us in celebrating the legendary life of this extraordinary, oh, what remarkable, a, what a legendary man we all have come to love, yeah, honor, admire, and respect. We will forever and always carry him in our hearts and in uh, loving, happy memories of Smokey. Oh. You would love that. You would love that place, Brian. Yeah. I mean, they and they, they get just bands are just set up everywhere and, and musicians wander from stage to stage. There's always music in the air. Hmm. It is a very good vibe. I don't care what they're doing down there. It's just got a great vibe. There's something special about that place. And one last thing. The city of Red Bank is hosting a ribbon-cutting ceremony at the Joe Glasscock Red Bank Community Center today. Uh, Also, let me just add this. Uh, Through the 22nd, both the city and the county are conducting PTSD classes for first responders. Anybody who is a first responder, just, just, just ask your superior. Uh, if you know, I guess that's one of the problems with PTSD is you're not supposed to talk about it at work. Mm. But ask your superior about it, or just do a quick search: City of Chattanooga, Hamilton County PTSD classes. Let me uh, finish. Oh, oh, sorry. sorry. Let sorry. me finish telling you why they're doing a ribbon cutting right. in Red Bank. There, it's today, April nineteenth, from two to from two to whenever. Uh, they're celebrating the opening of the city's new playground. Okay. At Quality Tire Pros, we look forward to keeping you on the road in 2022. If your ride is running as rough as the past two years have been, stop in today. Let us check it out. For a quality ride and one you can count on, we carry great tire brands like Michelin. No matter what you drive or where you've driven, Michelin has a tire to fit any need. Quality Tire Pros on Cherokee Boulevard. Okay, normally the pimp had some stuff to say in her corner. I have stuff. Do you have stuff? Okay, well, you just gave me a shrug. I would, I get, I, you Whatever we're doing, let's do it quick. Well, you, I know the that international it comes sign for a not really. So, no, brought know. to you by Chattanooga yeah. Safety Products on Highway 58 next to the Hungry House. All your industrial footwear and PPE needs. Safety begins at your feet at Chattanooga Safety Products. And as long as supplies last, still winter gear and work gloves 30% off. Tell Dax we said hi. Beginning May 1st, seasonal burning restrictions will take effect in Hamilton County through September 30th. County residents who want to burn bush and vegetation from their yard must obtain a burning permit before Saturday, April 30th. 
Squirrel and Rabbit Coffee Bar and Gelateria, which is a word I've never heard before, is I've coming before. is coming to 514 Tremont Street with the goal of open uh, with the goal to open in mid-June. Pending storefront renovations, this local spot will offer coffee, waffle cones, and homemade gelato and daily made grab-and-go breakfast items. I always like a new local place. Uh, did you know that today is National Transfer Money into Your Daughter's Account Day? <laughs> I thought that was every day. Wait, I'm is that saying. real? Or did no, Alex that's real. Alex just sent you that. That's right. That's a real say. thing. <laughs> my, my daughters better not get their hopes up. Yeah. yeah. Well, mine get it a lot, so not happening today. A man in Kentucky just won $450 million after he sued his former company. You're going to like this one. Uh, what's your name? Russell. Russell. Um, after uh, over a birthday party. He's suing his former company over a birthday party. I thought about it seems that. the guy specifically asked his employers not to throw him a party because they, trigger, because they trigger panic attacks. I yeah. said the same thing and mm -hmm. you all did it anyway. It wasn't my idea. I know. Uh, so they threw one anyway. He panicked and left the building after four days of attacks and ac and accusing him of stealing other co-workers' joy. <laughs> <laughs> this does not spark joy, Brian. Come back They fired work. him. They fired him. He sued the company and will now be uh, compensated a lot for lost wages and mental anguish. Great God almighty. $450 million. I've... Good for but, him. But don't have a party for him. <laughs> Don't throw funny? a party for him to celebrate. That be you funny? never know. You if never he, know. If he threw a party, has a parade, has a parade in <laughs> yeah. honor of me yeah. going down the road. Yeah. <laughs> Some kids like to share toys with their classmates. A Michigan kindergarten student shared margaritas. Oh, yeah. A yeah. five year old girl brought in Jose Cuervo. Margarita See how schools mix. have changed, Brian? <laughs> It's you can't talk about sex or so. gatum, but you can drink margaritas. Well, uh, the teacher, did you read the teacher brought in a, a can of Colt 45 and she was like, oh, this oh isn't the right God. thing. <laughs> I thought it was my liquor day. The kids thought it was juice until someone be some became very woozy. And uh, yeah, there's 10% alcohol in that. Good. Yeah, there is. The, the girl who brought the booze in apparently knew it was liquor. And now the school uh, is saying she could be disciplined. Meanwhile, could be. many <laughs> outraged parents are blaming the kids' parents for having adult beverages within reach. Oh, let come me, on. Let me jump in with my Stop. constant campaign to bring back the surprise ass whipping <laughs> for kids. <laughs> I, I'm not giving up on this. We need to bring back the surprise ass whipping and the American family. I'm, just, I'm sorry. We yeah, have that to. Kid's I'm going to leave ever. the rest for tomorrow because I know that we're running out of time. We are indeed. All right, Russell the Love Muscle gets to flex. All right, first of all, Thank you so much to Color Creek Press. They have over 30 years of experience in the screen printing industry, and we've trusted them to handle our T-shirts, which have turned out lovely. Custom screen printing uh, provided on apparel, uh, or you can, or, uh, or they can order it for you, so you can give them the shirts to have them printed on, or they can order them for you. They do uh, custom design for your apparel. You can have up to eight colors. We have one, which is white. Uh, they're right down on Cherokee Boulevard. Uh, order online, colorcreekpress.com. You can also white. find them on Instagram, uh, where you can see samples of their work. That's colorcreekpress.com. It's all spelled how you would expect it to be. Cool whip. Cool whip. <laughs> 
So uh, I don't have a whole lot regarding Ukraine and all that stuff because, listen, I want to tell you a story about what happened to me because Good. I am more important than those people <laughs> suffering out there in the world. All right. uh, so uh, I got back from Pittsburgh last night, this morning, 2.30 a.m. My plane landed uh, from Pittsburgh in Nashville at uh, close to 11 o'clock their time, which is, I found out, 12 o'clock Eastern time because I completely forgot Nashville is Central time. So I was like, ah, I'll get back at around Dunlap 1. Dunlap is Central time. Right. <laughs> so I was like, ah, I'll get back at around 1. It's not the end of the world. 2.30 is when I arrived back mm -hmm. home. So right as I landed, uh, a thunderstorm began. So that was annoying, but it wasn't the end of the world. What was the end of the world, however, was when I got into my car and I drive out of economy lot C at section 475 <laughs> and pull out into uh, down, not downtown Nashville, but the outskirts of Nashville. Light, this is not a joke, this really did happen. Lightning struck a light pole, like right in front of me, just and sparks went flying and I was like, holy cow. And then all the street lights on the street went out at the same time and the traffic lights all went out. And I was like, whoa. For one second you thought you were in a horror movie, didn't you? I did, didn't I was you? like, yeah. Candyman was coming. No, I, seriously, I was so sleep deprived, I was like, wait. Did that really happen? I'm like looking around and I look at the person in the car next to me and the person in the car next to me looks at me and we're both like this and I'm like, it must have really happened <laughs> unless he thinks I'm crazy. So I kept going. And, uh, well, you must have just missed the shooting that happened too. No, that was in the morning. Okay. That was in the morning, so I missed it by like 12 hours. <laughs> right. uh, but yeah, also in Pittsburgh at the same time I was there, there was a house party with 200 people in one Airbnb and some knucklehead opened fire and killed two and injured like eight others. Um, yeah, that's completely unrelated to me, but it happened in Pittsburgh while I was there. So, good I, lord, I, I two hundred people in an Airbnb. At a house it was party. it was a massive house party. Okay, they, yeah. and that is not going to help the local folks who want to set up their property yeah. as an Airbnb right. here. That's going to definitely work against them. And it was gang related. But yeah, two two mass shootings mm -hmm. while you were in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Then the lightning strike when you get home. Yep. And knocking out power. I'm moving away from you. Well, bud. get this: the first time I went to Pittsburgh, there was a tornado there. There for the first time in like 10 years on the day that I went. Quit traveling. They had a tornado. Uh, but I had a wonderful Easter. I was with my girlfriend's family. We went to their church, which is a lot different from mine. It's very, it's it, anyway. Uh, and uh, we had Easter egg hunts and stuff. And it was all good. It was a lot of fun. So I had a good time. Good hope, for you. Hope you all did too. Well, that can serve as mountains looking at each other today. That's a story. I've, I'll come back. It's I have a generic Easter story to tell. I can do that tomorrow. Okay. It, it doesn't have to be necessarily just hooked to Easter. Regional Roundup and Shotgun Shoutouts brought to you by Tennessee American Water Company. Since 1887, they've been providing good, clean drinking water and whatever you want to use the water for. You can drink it. You can wash the dog with it, which I need to do. Uh, wash the car with it. Wash your clothes with it. Or just plain just turn it on and just wa watch it run. Just watch the river flow. Uh, Tennessee American Water Company, thank you very much for sponsoring the podcast here. And uh, very quickly, uh, Tennessee Comptroller's Office made surprise visits to check on children's programs in Shelby County and found that there were no children and no food was being handed out when they said there would be. Nobody was being given beds to sleep in when they said they would be. Basically just complete sham operations, two right. of them. Open door and alumni music. I would have suspicions about it, an outfit just called Alumni Music. What? Alumni doing, what? Do, you know, taking money from the federal government to deal with kids anyway. Alumni of what exactly? You're alumnus from where? What does music have to do with this program? 
but they apparently were found to be deceptive schemes in dealing with child hunger and will no longer be given any more funding. Here's one that's not funny in any way, shape, or form. Just sick, but it is in our region. Oh, I saw that. Oh, my gosh. R. Murchy. You have to understand that there is no R. There is no second R. It is spelled Armucci, but it is pronounced like all apparently town names in Georgia completely differently than it's spelled. It's Bremen, not Bremen. It's Buckhannon, not Buchanan. It's Lafayette, not Lafayette, and it's Armurchi. But a guy stuffed his grandmother while she was still alive into a freezer and just left her. And the guy, the mugshot, it's not as bad as you might expect. This guy would, would walk into the Waffle House next to you. You would not expect him of being you know, a murderer. I yeah. mean, a cold, callous. I don't what, know. What, what do you call it? Paternicide, maternicide, when it's your grandmother. Grand matricide? I don't know. I mean, Mima side. When but I, I mean, <laughs> she was still alive. When I and see he that stuffed guy, her in the freezer and just left her there to die. Sometimes you can just tell by the mugshot. You know, like like anyone who gets arrested, they look at the mugshot and they're like, yeah, that's the guy who did it. But I My look at that guy God. and I'm like, and I can tell, you know, that is a guy who would stuff his grandmother into a freezer while she's still alive. <sighs> All right, so... Uh, the Times Free Press, the Times side, and the Free Press side endorsed three different people for judgeships here. All three have been guests on the podcast, hey. showing that we have remarkable taste in lining up we guests. We have another guest on Friday. Mike Monday. Dimitru uh, for Circuit Court Division Two, Criminal Court Division Three, Boyd Patterson, Yay. and Chattanooga Judge uh, City Court Division One, Sherry Patey. Thank you very much, and they agreed on those endorsements. And I have a little bit of state news, and I have some rants. But once again, we are running low on time, so I can save those for tomorrow, and nothing is particularly timely about them. Top of the Pops. I mentioned this earlier and that we would come back to it, so let me just do it very quickly. I have never seen this before, and I don't think it's happened in my lifetime. Now, Passover and Easter often overlap. Mm -hmm. And I know you you looked at me funny when I said this, and I'll, I'll do this correction right now. Even though most of you have already forgotten, I said that Easter was running late this year. It was running pretty much normal. Yeah. It's in the normal time frame for Easter. It had the chance, though, for being the earliest Easter that any of us would remember. Because you remember it was the full moon the day before the first day of spring. So right. we missed potentially the earliest Easter you will probably ever experience by one day. One day. So anyway, Easter and Passover often overlap, but also Ramadan Ramadan is going on even as we speak. Uh, the Sikhs, the Hindus' uh, Vaisakhi festival, the Jains, now there's a weird religion. What is yeah. that? The Jains are the most a- ascetic yeah. group of people that you'll ever meet in your life. They're the ones that actually believe in reincarnation to the point where they wear veils over their faces oh. to keep them from inhaling a gnat. Because if they inhaled a gnat, they would be taken alive. They, okay. They're what you would call, uh, I just looked up so I could remember it, they're called a non-theistic religion in that they, they're they sort of like animists, actually, more than anything. It's it's really, I don't want to misrepresent them. It's called Mahavir Jayanti is what they are said. I mean, the Baha'i Festival of the Ridvan and the Buddhist, the Theravada Buddhists are celebrating their new year. I've never seen an overlap like this in my entire life. 
And I would love to actually find out. We used to, during the Holy Week, yeah. we had different people come we in did. from different religions and talk about how they practiced what they believed mm-hmm. and their faith. And, 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 you know, we couldn't really do that necessarily here the same way. But I definitely, I'd love to talk to a Jane sometime. Mm-hmm. That's spelled J-A-I-N, if you've never seen it spelled out, and find out exactly what do they believe. I, you know, I did the same thing with the Baha'is. The Baha'is are a very interesting group of people and a very persecuted group of people. Mm. You know, historically, yeah, uh, historically, yeah, they've been run out of just about everywhere around here. They've been welcomed with open arms. So, just an interesting thing. You can look it up yourself if you want to. Talk to Mister Google's on the interwebs. <laughs> All right. And the only other thing left for the um department, I am extremely upset to report yeah. that the Georgia bald eagle population is dying like flies. They're being decimated by the avian flu. It, I, I saw a full-grown, immature bald eagle at the lake the other day at Saudi Lake. Cool. And there are ospreys all over the place all the time. There are hawks all over the place all the time. When this bird came over, it cast a shadow across the road. I assumed it was a vulture, a buzzard. And all of a sudden, I look up, and here is about a two-year-old male bald eagle that is huge, massive, and I thought about that. I wondered if they were being affected by the avian flu. Now we're killing chickens everywhere, right? Yeah. Yeah. Chickens and turkeys, you know, and all the rest of these domestic birds are dying all over the place. And sure enough, the bald eagle population, after making a huge comeback in the southeast from zero, my whole youth, I never saw a bald eagle. Now I see one at least once a week, you know, but because of where I live mostly in yeah, my commute. I saw one for the first time ever, I think, a, a couple of months ago. Takes your breath away. It does, yeah. I mean, it does. I mean, you, you don't have to be trained. That's America's bird. <laughs> it just takes your breath away. They're just magnificent birds. There's no doubt about it. And it's just, you know, there's nothing. We didn't invent avian flu. I know it's a natural plague, but just one other thing, too. Also, monarch butterflies, they now say... West of the Mississippi, the population of monarchs is down 99%. Mm. And that is our fault. That is our fault because of the massive amounts of insecticide we use just on our yards, not on our crops, just on our yards. Leave your yard alone. Weeds are fine. Nobody's going to get mad at you for having dandelions in your yard, okay? (laughs) Leave the monarchs. Let them live and and, and deal with the dandelions. Thank you for listening. (sighs) Could you tell we were a little rusty? (laughs) Did you feel rusty today? Yeah. A little. Yeah. I'm rusty every Monday morning. (laughs) I'm going to go home and sleep. (laughs) You need to. You need to. I didn't have any excuse. I'm just stammering. I can't. It was so hot. It's so hot in here. Let's get outside into the coolness. All right. See you guys.